Can you guys name all nine planets? Like lavender. Oh, I can turn my mic on now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, lavender. Well, marijuana. the first planet. Uh, let's let's all take turns. Uh, okay. The first planet. A is, planet is Mercury. the sun. No. Oh, okay. Yes. That's wrong. No. No. The sun is a planet. No, it's not. It's in the center of the universe. It's the first one. It's, it's a star. No. The yes. sun is the first planet. Why um, would we call it sun if it was a star? It's condensed gas. No. Well, there's other planets that are definitely gas. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but they have cores and they have more than okay. just gas. Well, let's take turns. I'll go first. Kenny, you go second. Paul Damien, you know what the third rock is in the line, so I'm I'm sure you're going to get it right. It's so, Earth. Sun is the first planet. What's the second planet, Kenny? Um, <laughs> I hate you guys. Probably lavender. Lav. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. And then what's the third planet, Paul Damien? Um... Wolverine. That wasn't a real guess. You know Earth is the third rock. Uh, We're the third rock from the sun. Come on. Actually, There's a whole TV show named after it. The third rock from the sun. If the sun's the first planet, the third rock from the sun, that's the fourth planet. Would it be the moon? Yeah. The moon is probably the third planet. Yeah, the moon's oh, got to be third planet. Honestly, there's a lot of rocks between the moon and the sun. That's. I mean, there's only one Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> so let's clarify that right now. There's well, not I'm, a lot of rocks out there. There's you're right. One, you're there's right. one rock. There's a lot of boulders between <laughs> the moon and the sun. It's just all his other brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the lesser version. The boulders. <laughs> we sent them out in space. They weren't good enough to be here. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. This week we're talking about Super Sons by Ooh. Peter J. Tomasi and art mostly by Jorge Jimenez. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about the first 10-ish issues. And then we were also going to read, some of us read Super Sons of Tomorrow, which is like the event that happens in between the first like 10 issues and then the last like six issues or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of dabbled in it. We, we looked over or I, we read the book, but yeah. we're just going to briefly talk about it. It's they read that, the book. It's not that big of a deal. Well, and mostly because I feel like the first two volumes definitely were their own contained story where that third volume had so much more context to other shit that we would have needed to understand or give a shit about to really like, yeah, so, appreciate I mean, what was, I mean, like I understood mm, what was going on, yeah. but I couldn't really appreciate like the emotions of what was going on because I hadn't read anything on either side of it. Right. I felt like, you know? Yeah. So, but either way, either way, volumes one and two, super <clears throat> sons. Yeah. The, we got the boys, John and Damien, yep. John Kent and Damien Wayne mm-hmm. picking up the mantles of a uh, Superboy and a uh, bat ma- little guy. Yeah. Bat boy. Bat, yeah. bat son. I think he's. I think he's Robin. Robin what? No. The bank? He's, Dick he's Robin, Robin John of his yeah. childhood. <laughs> he's Robin John of his childhood. God damn it, Paul Damien, you get a boring for that. Good job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I let, the first arc is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Super Sons up against the Super Duffies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, the Amazo virus has. Uh, there's residual effects. That have happened. This is the most nonsense shit. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you probably know a little bit about the DC universe. So, hi. Maybe. Welcome welcome back. We don't dabble that much, and I want to, a little bit more, into the DC, like, continuity. Mm-hmm. A lot of the DC books that we've read on this show have been, like, standalone yeah. things here and there. And, like, big iconic books. You mm-hmm. know, the ones that, like stand in their on their own shelf above what i would say is like the consistent continuity kind of story right. that would follow along in what is dc today but i kind of don't give a shit yeah <laughs> and, and so that's why i wanted you to read this book yeah was because like we're gonna we're gonna give a shit are we yes i, I give know. a shit <laughs> uh but yeah this happens after the new 52s kind of turned into the rebirth rebirth era the rebirth yeah and so superman of the new 52 has exploded and died and so Superman from pre-New 52 is the Superman in this universe now. And he existed in the other universe. Uh, he married Lois Lane and they had a son named John Kent. 
And so when they come into this earth, everyone's like, oh, wow, little boy. They got a small. Little super boy. Yeah, you've been keeping him secret from us, Superman. And actually, no, he's just not from this universe. Um, which, yeah, leads then to Super Sons, where Damien and John Kent have to get along and do missions together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this book. Do you like their dynamic? I love their dynamic. It's written so well by Peter J. Tomasi. Mm-hmm. And Jorge Jimenez's art shines. Yes, Spectacular. Definitely. I, yeah. I'm bummed that it wasn't him consistently through the book yeah. because the times when it's not him, I felt like it's the times where the art didn't shine as much, unfortunately. But I really felt like the times where it is obviously him really taking the mantle is where visually the book really stood out to me because he just has a way of like contrasting dimensions you know mm-hmm. there's he's such a good way of adding layers to the images that he creates that makes you have like three different things to look at in a single panel and that's so incredible and i think jorge jimenez is very unique in the way that he is able to put so much in a single panel that gives mm-hmm. you multiple bits of information to take from it it's yeah. a very unique art style of his that i think is so incredible and shined in this book where there's so many things to kind of look at constantly and appreciate throughout it so. he's a big manga head and so I think a lot of that shines, especially in his little boy designs, mm-hmm. where John Kent looks like he could fit into a manga. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but yeah, there's this aspect that I want to talk about Jorge Jimenez's art a little bit. There's this aspect that he does a lot of the time where there's this big, bright, white background uh-huh. behind them. And you can see it like he dulls the or darkens the colors in the for- foreground to show that something behind them is so much more brighter yeah and it outlines the there's like this radiance along the edge of it i don't know it just mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome and i love his art and i'm so glad we got around to this book because it's a lot of fun um paul damien do you remember the mesovirus because it happens in the justice league run that john jones or john what's his name jeff johns does right before this so mezo wasn't a character in the new it 52 yeah in the new 52 I don't remember it exactly what happened. So there was like this weird contagion where Lex Luthor had been working on this Amazo virus, which Amazo was an android. Yeah. Um, Who could just mimic the Justice League. Yes. Long and short of it. Okay. Yeah. And there's it, been different like versions of him. Yes, for along sure. Along the way. Yeah. He, uh, he it, and Andy, the awesome android from Marvel are like the same fucking thing where they just they're robots that somehow can just see a power and mimic it. So Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but power. But not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Amazo, there was this thing that Lex Luthor had put on the Superman containment suit or whatever. He was wearing mm-hmm. that big Superman armor. And he was like, fuck, I forgot about this Amazo thing that I was working on when I was evil. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a good guy now, so I don't want to do it anymore. And it somehow outbreaks. And so people get this Amazo virus and they literally act like zombies but some people get the residual effects of then getting superpowers from it. And that's where we get the Duffies from. Right. Who, uh, Reggie is our antagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're story. part of the 3% of people who s- still yeah. kept their powers after being cured of the virus. Yeah. Which, kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it has to happen, right? Yeah. Like, statistically. Someone would be yeah. stuck with it, yeah. It wouldn't completely just go away. But what was Reggie's powers? This was He's the hardest a, part. He could divide himself, is yeah. what I kind of uh, took from it. And then once he, like, enhanced that power, then he could create duplicates of other people mm-hmm. as well. But initially, I think his power was just himself. D- duplication. Well, yeah, he could duplicate himself, but because he can, like, multiply, he also had his, like, strength was multiplied as oh. well. Oh, but Shit. when when multiplying, he essentially split his mind into oh, multiple into personalities. A, an, mm-hmm. Yeah, an evil man. Yeah, and then once he gets the um, the Amazo armor, oh yeah, that's when he's able to create the androids into the du- whatever he wants. Yeah, the yeah. duplicates of others, even because he he becomes one with it. That Amazo armor is like uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty cool, and it looked yeah. like something from like a much more like space or cosmic. It looked like type. alien, yeah. man. Yeah. Comic <laughs> when they ripped it off from him at that yeah, point, yeah. When it like started to like kind of look like it was going to act on its own, it yeah. I was like, like, oh shit, man, <laughs> like it a scorpion cool. xenomorph or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, um, yeah. This first fucking arc is cool because mm-hmm. we get the setup, we understand the dynamic, we understand that 
you know, these boys aren't supposed to be out right now doing yeah. this shit. And Robin's, I guess, just bored out of his mind. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm going to make this fucking super kid do some shit. And it's mm-hmm. a surprise to me that the age, they made, decided to make the age difference so vast, which I guess was just already set in place that John's yeah. only supposed to be 10. But I felt like, I didn't feel like Damien acted three years older than John did at all yeah. times. They definitely felt much more of an age with each other. So I was a little bummed out that that was like such a running theme that it was like, oh, no, he's like several years younger than me. Yeah. I was like, well, he sure doesn't act like it, fucking Damien. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like in a lot of ways he does, like to me, because he seems really um, naive. Naive. Like, yeah, he's naive. naive. No. He's. Uh, I'm talking about Damien. Damien is... Oh. is very mature for his age, but he's just a fucking knucklehead. Mm-hmm. That's you true. Know? And I, then John Kent is just a good boy. You know, that's true. He's just a good boy. He wants to do right because his dad is, is fucking Superman. Yeah. And so I, I feel like if my dad was Superman or if my dad was around, <laughs> I would be a very good boy. Yeah. Paul Damien, are you a junior? No, I'm not. You're not a junior. What's your dad's name? I'll, Paul believe, I'll believe it. What? Your your dad's name is Paul Wiedner? Yeah. But what's his middle name? He doesn't have a middle name. So, so you're not a junior. not a junior because you got a middle name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a sneaking suspicion that you you guys shared a first Can name. Can I start calling you junior? No, you can't. <laughs> Dude, what's a PJ? PDJ. You cannot. PDJ? <laughs> Paul Damien Jr. I fucking hate you. Are you going to name your son Paul Damien? No. <laughs> I do want to name my son Damien because I I do really like that name. Yeah, because it's evil. Like the Omen. Which so you like changing my last name too? Do you like Damien more than Paul? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. So if you could just cut off Paul, you would. No, no. So if I could cut off one of my names, it would be my last name, and I would just be Paul Damien. Your last name would be Damien. Yeah. So your name is Damien Damien. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be hilarious, right? <laughs> no, but I was thinking about changing my my last name to uh my mother's maiden name, which is Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. Jorge Jimenez, the artist of this book. Uh great artist. PDJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. PDJ, there we go. We got back to it. PDJJ. Full circle. PDJJ. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you were Paul Damien Jimenez, you'd be Jake. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, no. So both both John Kent and Damian Wayne, I agree, they act more of each other or more of the same age, mm-hmm. but even still, they act. I think even still a little older than Damien even is, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because they're they're both smart kids. Yeah, I mean, look where they come from. They yeah. would be a little bit more sophisticated than the kids Definitely. around him, especially Damien, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it makes sense that he would obviously be much more intelligent, much more sophisticated than the people around him. But anything I've ever read with Damien Wayne in it, he's an arrogant little shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't listen. He doesn't respect authority. He's everything I'm sure Bruce would have been with this power set as a kid growing up, you yeah. know? It's the it's the privilege mixed with the power, you know? For sure. Realistically. So, For sure. Plus, mm-hmm. I'm sure Talia al Ghul was, was like, not the greatest mother. Where is she even supposed to be in this reality? Is she dead? Also, also, <laughs> he was also raised by Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. It, his origin depends. It's like a his mixed up, bag. His upbringing depends on which what the writer wants to talk yeah. about. Because that's the other thing. Most people don't want to write Damien. Yeah, because he's a pain in the ass. Because he's a pain in the ass. They're like, how does he fit into my Batman story? I'm trying to write Batman here. Um, and so that's why I think this book, Super Sons, was brilliant because it was almost like the superman writer doesn't have to worry about john being around so much and bat the batman writer doesn't have to worry about damien being around so much they're off doing their own shit together you know what i mean and i i was really excited about this book and sure enough it's a good book um yeah but damien wayne he (laughs) he's just a little shithead yeah who decides to recruit John basically because he knows that he needs like that extra muscle for the mission, but doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. So he's like, bro, our dads are making us hang out. Just come on. Let's just go do this thing together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Their dynamic is a lot of fun. And it's funny because that's such a realistic dynamic, which is that like our parents are friends. So we have to fucking be friends, you know, (laughs) but imagine that on a super scale where it's like, now we have to be the small Superman and, batman you know running around in the world yeah Um, and i like that we got so much conversation of like 
how long it took Clark and Love. Bruce to get oh, well, Clark yeah. and Bruce to get to that relationship. Mm-hmm. There's several moments where they mention where they're like, "We were not always friends. We have been at each other's throats a long time." And we get that part where Bruce is like, "I just learned it's easier to work with him." You yeah. know, like yeah. over the years, I realized it's just easier to be on his side. <laughs> it makes, <laughs> and yeah. it's like that's so true that yeah. that's what Bruce's opinion would be. Where Clark's like, "Oh yeah, we just learned to be friends over the years. <laughs> yeah. That we came to common grounds." <laughs> Yeah, and, there, and there's a couple of side panels where it shows them fighting. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The flashbacks. <laughs> Which it shows Batman throwing a punch to Superman. And it's like, some people hit Superman or, or John in, in these comics, and you're like, wouldn't that break their fist? Yeah. Like, do you oh. think they have to decide how dense they are in that moment? Um, For Clark, I think 100%. Really? I think that he always pulled punches even in the reverse sense of like letting himself take a hit for someone he knows you know he if, yeah. he, if he just stood there and took it he'd break every bone in their arm or something you know he's yeah. like fuck it let him hit me it's not gonna actually hurt me you know yeah i also think it depends because we don't know the context of that fight so if you so like, like he, he caught him off well, he could have tonight yeah it could have uh, been like red kryptonite or something like that true where it just makes him into a human like when he fought muhammad ali oh yeah true yeah. um Good fight. I, good. Yeah, he got good. knocked out. He got knocked Crazy. out by Muhammad Ali. I mean, give it up for Muhammad, y'all. Muhammad had God on his side. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was also another part where they ride in an old farm truck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought about it, and I was like, Clark just sitting in it would destroy it. And I was thinking, <laughs> does he have to pretend like he's sitting there and just hover along? with the seat as it's like driving yeah forward. he has like lift his weight up yeah. constantly at all times because you think he's that heavy i think he is i can imagine he's no heavier than the average like buff oh, person okay. like maybe around 250 pounds interesting it's just that you he might has right. his 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 muscles have a greater power output than ours okay you know what i mean yeah so it's it's not necessarily that he is mm-hmm. bulletproof like in the sense that something dense here on earth needs to be that dense and heavy yeah. to be bulletproof. He just is because of yeah. the cells. The way yeah. that they're yeah. designed. Yeah. Okay, that's a good call. Yeah, I, I It's like Luke Cage. It's like I Luke just Cage. Couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe Bruce would be driving that old beat up fucking yeah. pickup yeah. truck <laughs> down there. I was like, he wouldn't drive that. He'd be like, let me get an R for my fucking bat fucking yeah, Bugatti. <laughs> my bat Gotti. <laughs> my bat tractor, you know, yeah. and he'd be like a black <laughs> But Superman's actually the way he flies is by exerting like essentially like atmospheric pressure oh outward like the, a force emits from his body that lets him fly and that's also how he can pick up like um buses or trains and stuff like that without destroying them completely so it's like um it's like telekinesis in a sense it, yes but it's like body yeah telekinesis. It, it's it's like he can control the gravitational field around him essentially mm-hmm but like it, Magneto. Yes. Yeah. I wanted but to it, imagine he worked not more necessarily like, like that. You know? Yeah. I wanted weird. to imagine he worked more like Mjolnir where he just never moves. And it's just the universe <laughs> moving around him constantly. And, and just like, him him and John are like having to fight over <laughs> how the earth is moving. <laughs> that's gosh. That's like um the spaceship in Futurama. Is that how that works? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. The professor is talking about like he has to repair it and he's talking about how he wanted to go faster than light speed, but it's impossible. So he made it so that way his ship stays stationary and, it, and the it engine moves the, moves the entire universe around. Which sounds even more difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure that's the joke. Yeah, he yeah. uses like antimatter and stuff like that. Um, there is the part. So this all first kicks off because someone broke into Lex Luthor's lab. Mm-hmm. And then we see Lex Luthor. I love him in Super this Super Lex. Dude, I didn't realize he was badass. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little confused on why he had Superman armor on. He's arguably yeah. a good guy. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's that's like the true. Punisher, kind of. He's, well, yeah, he doesn't kill. But, but he's going to go about it a probably much harsher way than Superman would. It's basically Doctor, so cool. Doctor Doom as Iron Man, yeah. where it's like, yeah. I have to get over my arrogance, and I know that I'm the best ever. But I need to figure out a way to do good. Yeah. Him. And like, also, like, I'm going to prove that I'm better than you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, so I'd argue even more like Superior Spider-Man too, where yes. it's like I'm going to take these skills and show you that you've been using them wrong this whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, fucking spoilers, <laughs> dude. Now that's what we need to read for this fucking cast, dude. We should get around to when that. Are, when are we so going to do Secret Wars? 
Um, I want to build up to Secret Wars. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So we got to read all the. So we got to start building. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Lex Luthor looks dope in his Superman armor. I love yeah. Super Lex. It's a bummer that a lot of this stuff that happens in Super Sons, mm-hmm. this is like some of my favorite era of DC comic books, and it only lasts about a year and a half. Yeah. After this, they age John up to be older than Damien. Oh, really? And they make Lex a super bad guy all over again. So, like, these two aspects that I love in this book are suddenly just gone in the dumpster. They just make him older than Damien? Yeah. That's so weird that they would do that. It. You know who did it? Ooh. Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> Sounds about fucking right. <laughs> he was like, I don't like that. Yeah. He's like, you know, he needs to be a teenager to be in the Teen Titans. I mean, he's kind of a script flipper too, though. So it makes sense that he'd be the one, be like, now let's take these people and twist them up. Twist them up a little bit. You yeah. Know, for sure. But yeah, he, I think current day John Kent is like 17 or 18. Is he the one that had the notorious kiss he's, that blew up the internet? Yeah. Okay, he's Tom the, King wrote John Kent. It was Tom Taylor. Yeah. Tom Taylor. Yes. My bad. Yeah, and he wrote... One of the Toms. Yeah, one of the Toms. <laughs> they get mixed up a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he he wrote John Kent, and John Kent is bisexual in his run. Yeah. Um, Yo, fuck this sweet tart. <laughs> <laughs> Are they all green and yellow? Yeah. Oh, no. That's they, fucking They hilarious. had one blue in the whole pack. They're all green and yellow. That's Jesus. badass. For context, for the listeners, Paul Damien doesn't like the green or yellow sweet tarts. He only likes blue. So I get, mean, I, I like the other one. So Ken Boy blue gets the tarts. And, so ten, yeah. Ken Boy goes home with the tarts. You heard it here mm-hmm. first, folks. It's better than the shards. Am I right? <laughs> Please clap. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so... Well, we, we find out that um, Reggie's the one who broke in. Yes, yeah, and they don't explicitly say that. Yes. It's not until we come back and see him in the armor that obviously that's what that was all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I love. The storytelling in this is kind of perfect because there's not a lot of narration it's literally dialogue bouncing off of john and kent and we get to see their attitude towards each other john and kent john and damien john and damien yeah <laughs> yeah um he's fighting with himself night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we get to see their personalities really shine because they're always bickering at each other yes and i think that was kind of where this book does shine is the fact that it focuses so much on their relationship and their dynamic within each other and then everything else feels kind of secondary to that even the situations they're put in are usually because damien's being arrogant or like you know like he's super spy you know or john trying to do what he thinks is right and putting himself in a bad situation you know and then so it's really their personalities that drive this book and i think that's what makes it a great read you know i think that's Mm. what would make this a great read for like younger and younger audience for sure. for sure the first two volumes after i read them i was like dang this is something i should probably get for my nieces and nephew because i think this is a great for a younger audience yeah it has a lot of good messages to teach for p- kids in that kind of age range about like relationships with their peers and stuff you know so i really thought it was strong it was smart to have that as the the front-running dynamic of the story was john and damien's like exactly like bickering relationship where they're obviously still friends but of completely do two different personality types yeah Yeah. just constantly butting heads Mm -hmm. there is one moment where they're at the duffy house Mm -hmm. and they reveal the dead duffies and i i kind of knew where this was going i kind of understood like through the duplication and stuff like that that this wasn't their original bodies yeah but i wish there would have been a moment where either super Superboy like analyzed it like visually by looking at it or Damien had like taken a sample and done a quick test to reveal that these weren't original biological humans right yeah like this blood wasn't real blood in some sort of way you know what i mean i think the argument to john is that he probably doesn't have those powers yet like x-ray power and shit you know what i mean Mm. but then yeah you would think damien at some point would have like cut one of them and been like that's not even real blood haha you know (laughs) fucking little shit i just just feel like they had no suspicion to do so you know that's true too and they're kids so they well i mean not necessarily damien but john was probably more freaked out than anything Mm -hmm. And so, if anything, I, I feel like Damien probably took the initiative and was like, "We should, we should get away." 
I, I guess I'm thinking about it in the sense of like, would I read this to my child? Like while they're not, oh, yeah. they're not at you yeah. know at that level of reading this kind of stuff. Would I read this to my child? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, no, this is something I'd hand to them when they're thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Around that age. Yeah, or like eleven, maybe. But yeah, still. Um, but then yeah, it's revealed that Sarah, the oh, the good Duffy. Yeah. Um, she's hiding out in the forest behind their house, and she is a duplicate, and it's not explicitly said. Um, and then that's when Kid Amazo, Reggie. Uh, rebuilds. Oh, dude, that scene. Yeah, the fact that they fight each other. Yeah, they fight each other's parents in the before that. Yeah, and the fact that Kid Amazo can make like Superman and Batman, you mm. know, c- clones, and that have obviously a little bit of like not their abilities, but like their like strength, stature. their stature, yeah. basic yeah. abilities, the yeah. things he's seen them do. You know? Oh, good call. Yeah, it's just what he knows of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Superboy fights Amazo, Batman, and and Damian fights Amazo Soup. Yeah, which is cool. Flip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought so too. And when they first show up, I was like, "Oh no, Dad's found them." You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Me too. <laughs> Think they're in trouble, and then they start attacking. It's like, "Oh no, this is something else." And I liked that you could see like the cyborg kind of yeah. outlines of them once they were actually in the fight. I thought that looked pretty, pretty ratadatical. I agree, Paul Damon. You just showed me a photo. It was a oh. uh, an old memory. Yeah, it was an old photo that uh, Stephen posted. He posted it right now. Let me see. Happy yeah. birthday, Rocky. Love you. And then it's a photo with. Me, Steven, Paul Damien, and Rocky. Oh, I'm mm. not in the photo? It's an old-ass photo. Oh, I'm in it. I'm right there. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really, really far in the background. You were probably. <laughs> this is probably when you were in college. Yeah, dude. I'm still in college. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's in college. Yeah, my mom goes uh, to college. Let's, let's take a quick burn. break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Super Sons. Quiet! Okay. Quiet. Can't believe you said that about my mom. <laughs> Into like an electrical based villain or something, you know? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's an electrode, dude. If we were villains, what do you think? Like right now, if we were just turned into villains, what do you think our power sets you'd would be? You'd be a Mister Mime. You'd definitely be an electrical villain, you know? So you, I'd be electro. You'd be Mister Magnets. Mister Magnet. Yeah, you're like you're like <laughs> you're like Magneto's lesser, you know? You you'd be you'd be Magnet Master, and you'd be a Flash villain. I have the power. Of three small magnets. <laughs> Ian, would you be, you'd be like a, you'd, uh, you'd be like be able to turn people into envelopes. <laughs> just, you just fold them up. I'm just like basically oh on my our God. jobs. You make them fold. <laughs> oh, on our jobs. Okay. Yeah. You just fold people. You're like an origami master. And no, you, I think you my, still just work for insurance. Yeah. And I, just, <laughs> I just work for insurance. My superpower would be like ink or something. I'd be able to shoot ink out of Dude, my hands. You're Octo Man. Yeah. I'm Octo Man. Ink boy. And then your power would be, um, fuck. You just, I, he knows how to file. Okay. No, I'm Dr. Casualty. I like, I'm like, I make bad shit happen around me. Like <laughs> that guy from Super Crooks. Yeah. yeah. Why is your power good? Is that good? <laughs> I'm, I cause fucked up shit to happen all around yeah. me. We would be super villains. The three yeah. of us. If That'd those were our powers, that we would be. I'd be like, we would zap. Be, we would be super crooks. Would we rob banks? I, I feel- could, I could forge documents. Dude, that'd be badass. I could open up locks and stuff like magnetic locks and stuff That's like that. That's true. You could fuck up computers and shit like that. I could just make accidents happen and then you could just file fake documents so we could just do insurance scams. We'd be like the worst villains. <laughs> like, like We're like white collar villains. <laughs> and every once in a while you just need me to go into the system and like essentially hack yeah. and, and make false re- police reports and stuff yeah. online. Oh, yeah. You're just you're just wiping hard drives for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're Mr. Magnet, bro. I'm pretty sure I'd be more uh, like an electrician. I'd be Mr. Electrician. Nah, you're Magnet. You're the Magnet Master. You're the Magnet Master. I hate you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Why are y'all's powers cool? Mine is literally ink. Magnets are cool, bro. Squids are cool. Squids. I'd be, yeah, that'd be my nickname. Squids. Squid boy. Squid boy. Squid boy. I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Uh, I'm a full grown man. Squid man. Squid lad. (laughs) I can, I'll go. I'm a grown ass man. So Super Sons, let's talk about this a little bit more. Um, yeah, fucking the robots. Kid Amazo sends more robots onto John and uh, Damien. I almost mm-hmm. called them John and Just Kent little again. versions of them. Yeah. Yeah. The they Superman look- and Batman just kind melt of melt out. down. Yeah. yeah. And Damien does something where he messes with one of the Mazo bots, like... 
I guess, receivers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically sending a signal to Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, who is in charge, who created this Amazo shit. Yeah. Um, and then they end up going to uh, Kid Amazo's like hold. Or a hideout. Yeah, they and get that's caught where, by him. That's right? where he's keeping the original bodies of the original Duffies. And then as they're like all tied up and about to be like beaten, the the boys, the super sons, yeah. Lex Luthor comes in and starts wrecking some shit. And it's a fucking Lex Luthor Super Sons team up. Yeah. <laughs> where finally Lex Luthor is like, You kids are not just normal kids. You have to be the kids of Batman These people. and Superman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which they were trying to keep a secret from Lex, <laughs> which I find so interesting. When they first tried to break in, you're just like, we're just, we're just messing around. We're just yeah. a couple of street youths. We're yeah. just hoodlums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though they're like 900 feet high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Wearing there's no way. A Superman t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a coincidence. I love Superman. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's a role model. I'm just trying yeah. to be just like him. <laughs> I guess we share that in common, yeah. Lex. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? Your cosplay is way better than mine. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, they defeat Kid Amazo pre- pretty much. Um, with love. With love, yeah. I, I I do enjoy this book a lot. Um, the second book is Teen Titan Influence, or there's mm-hmm. the Teen Titans show up, and mm-hmm. it's about Cracklow, who is a magician. We get to meet two different versions of this. I'm, I'm confident all of these characters, Cracklow all the way down, uh-huh. are brand new to this book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because they basically even make a point of being like, Cracklout did not matter in our universe. He only yeah. matters now because he mattered in this other universe. Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely think that was an easy way of them being like, this guy's newly relevant, you know? Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about Cracklout? Yeah. yeah. It was it was weird how quick, quickly he was willing to flip the script. Yeah, mm-hmm. flip you know, sides. Yeah, because it's like, Oh no! I made a mistake. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, the entire it's premise, like the whole Scarlet Witch thing. The entire premise <laughs> just felt like it was built. In my opinion, it was built just to pull them into another universe. Yeah, yes. they just needed yeah. something that was going to pull these characters into another universe, and this was the story that got built to make that happen. Where it was yeah. like, let's have a regular guy who has a much better version of himself in a different universe, and that is a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Like he's a a hero. Well, no, he's just like a normal ass magician in our world, but in a different universe, he's actually a magically powerful person. It's yeah. like the fact that like even in the universes where you don't have the power, some part of you still follows that path. You become a stand-up magician or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's a neat idea, you know? Stand-up um, magician, would that be like the amazing Jonathan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cracklow is the amazing Jonathan. Picture him. Just um, not funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just a stand-down magician. Stand- <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like this idea, exactly, where it's like you almost have to fit the archetype that is created for you across the multiverse Mm -hmm. no matter what there's going to be some way you've responded to that version of what you're supposed to be you know yeah your destiny um but the the intro to this this uh second half of the book is the teen titans they show up damien is like or damien's working with john first they're like saving cats out of trees and shit like that and then he's like all right i gotta go do teen titan shit (laughs) see ya and it is I think intentional to show off to John to then further Damien's like stature over him. Yeah. Where it's like, mm. you need to respect me. I have more shit going on than just you, pal. Yeah, I'm in the 13 and up team. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I may only be 13 yeah. and I just turned that a month ago, but I'm on the team. <laughs> We're then, not the tween Titans. And then, but then you see later on that. That uh, John's much more useful to the team yeah, than Damian, Damian Wayne is. is. For sure. Um, the Teen Titans, right here, right now. Mm. It's Starfire, I guess, is Forever 17 mm-hmm. or something. Same with Raven? Yeah. yeah well, they, they constantly change her age. Yeah, I know. There's some comics where she's an adult, yeah. but most comics she's... In the Teen Titans. Uh, and I, it blows my mind. Perpetual Teen Titan. But I think it's because 
the book Teen Titans can't sell unless it has recognizable characters on the team. Well, and it's the, I feel like it's those big mm. three, which is Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire. I feel mm. like everybody else can be even cycled, and the fact that they've had four different Robins over the years, they're like, oh, it's just now it's Damien. He's yeah. the Robin yeah. on the team. There always has to be a Robin. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just whatever teen version of the hero they have on deck. Aqualad, Little Flash, what is he called? Flash Boy? Kid Flash. Little, Kid man, Flash. little man Flash. <laughs> um, cyborg. Half Flash. Yeah, well, so since the new 50 52 cyborg will never be a teen again a teen titan ever again yeah because that's a downgrade but but they made it they make it very clear that he's one of the founding members oh, of yeah. teen titans Him like tim and drake. um no not tim drake uh um, dick, dick dick grayson, grayson. yeah because tim drake <laughs> yeah. was yeah a member of the teen titans but dick grayson was one of the founding members yes. of, the titans. of teen titans yeah which is cool i'm very mm-hmm. fine with that but it also means like if damien is 13 how old is Dick? And then how old is every Robin in between? Are they only a, like a year or two apart? Yeah, you know what I mean? And for Dick Grayson to have such a long-standing relationship with Starfire, who has to be a teenager to be on this team, I guess maybe 19 is when you turn 20. Is that when you flunk out of the Teen Titans? <laughs> I guess like, so. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, where, yeah. At what level is Dick Grayson... Old enough to drink, but also young enough to date Starfire, who has to be on the Teen Titans. I mean, you could even argue that she's an alien. She's going to be a teen for the next hundred years, oh. according to her aging and mm-hmm. species. Shit. You know what I mean? That's she could be call. seventeen to our aging rate for a decade. You know, three decades. You know, and then so. Raven's a demon or whatever who could mm. just keep herself perpetually young. Yeah. But Beast Boy has he ages in backwards dog years or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they it's weird though because like. With Raven, they never really give, I mean, just as much as Starfire, they don't give too much of an explanation to what's going on. But Raven's constantly, they're constantly a new Raven, a different Raven. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's always the same character. Yeah. But they change it up every time. Yeah. She's a ghost in the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Aqualad's pretty badass. Aqualad. Aqualad's awesome. Yeah. This is the Aqualad that was popularized by Young Justice. Yes. Which I think is like one of the best characters. I, is I there an Aqualass? I don't know. I don't know if there's an Aqualass. So. I don't think they would call her that if there was one. <laughs> but that's funny. I don't know. I don't know. That's it's always, like, Mini Mira. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Mira. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. It's like a little. It's like my Mini Mira. <laughs> <laughs> Control the ocean with me, Mini Mira. <laughs> God damn it. I just can't imagine a, another Amber Heard. Just, just a half one. of her. Just, <laughs> just like the bottom half. A fourth <laughs> of her. Just her feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. Never mind. That's, that's Quentin Tarantino's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's his version. Yeah. He is just fiending right now. <laughs> this is a uh, this is Quentin Tarantino at home right now. He's he's like I fucking love them feet, man. <laughs> sure, that's what he's doing. He's clapping his feet together. <laughs> That's that's why it's like oh so my. fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, Cracklow. So he gets this magic clay Crack-low. from a different Cracklow from a different universe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was Cracklow, Cracklow. I was calling him Lao. What crack-a-lack do you like a ding dong? Yeah, Cracklow like a ding dong. Cracklow. Cracklow. I was calling him the Kraken. And he creates three fucking awesome looking characters because they're designed by Jorge Jimenez. They look fucking they're pretty sick. Cool. I love Time Time Commander. I love. He looks like Our Man, but like dope. Yeah. I don't know. It, these these new clay villains come out of the work woodwork and just like up upstage the the Super Sons. Mm-hmm. They're like fuck yeah, you're going you're going down, kids. They fuck up the whole Teen well, Titans. They, yeah, yeah, the old yeah. the old Teen Titans. And then they Time Commander ages. Damien to be like 80 years yeah, old. Like a little grumpy yeah. old man. Yeah. And Which I was like, fits his character yeah. just as well. And I was like, oh no, is he going to be old for the next five issues? Thank God it was just two. Yeah. It was just two issues that he was this old, constantly peeing. And it's basically just to make a bathroom joke. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, old people pee a lot. <laughs> But I, I love when see um, perfect for kids because time time commander's power set's actually really fucking cool. Yeah, um, but he, he needs like, to like charge up. It yes. seems like as well. Yeah, he needs time 
to charge mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Chun Yo, I thought Chun Yo was the faceless ladder master. Oh, you thought yeah, they were vice versa? Yeah, vice versa. Um, but Chun Yo looks fucking awesome. Yeah, he looks like like Etrigan the demon, but yeah. like with the question where he doesn't have a face. Yeah. You know what I mean? He looks so cool. And then Adam Master didn't get to shine really. She mm-hmm. just kind of like was able to have a force field yeah. or something. But I mean, it's this is like the opposite of what you, we tend to get in Marvel or where you get like these like C-rate villains or something. They tend to be like really goofy. There'll be someone with like an eight ball for a head or yeah. like a guy with a magic crowbar. Yeah. But, like Jorge Jimenez obviously wanted to make some like actually cool looking mm-hmm. like characters for this moment. So I appreciate that we did get some exactly some genuinely powerful, cool looking uh, people. I really thought Time Commander in particular looked badass. Yeah, It's such an easy costume type that could have looked goofy but he drew it in such a way it still looks awesome and yeah. realistic to like the way that someone would make a super villain costume yeah. you just put a cloak on you know and just be like i'm the time commander now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five looks, o'clock shadow he looks dope five o'clock shadow uh they basically beat them because they have to retreat because aqualad uses water on them mm-hmm. and it shows that they are made of clay this mm-hmm. super clay that can be life basically it's like god creating adam and eve it, it's called the life dirt life dirt right that's right that is what egridis egardis how would you have said the the big bad guy from the other dimension egridis yeah egardis egardis because it's like egrid egid what's the life tree egrisil Oh, Idris, Idrisil. Idrisil. Idrisil, yeah. Idrisil. So I I was, that's what was kind of. Is it, it's not up there, right? It's no. down here at the very bottom. I oh, guess okay. it's Egardus. Yeah, Egardus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the two boys get sucked into the other dimension. They go to my dimension and Egardus is there and he's like, uh, get ready, fucked, get fucked up. I'm, <laughs> I, I need my life dirt. Where it at? And that's when we meet Hardline and Big Shot. Mm-hmm. Or were those pre-created characters no they were just made for this yeah and i have to assume that on this other universe or on this other earth it was just a constant battle between cracklow that cracklow creating new heroes to fight egardis Mm -hmm. forever that's crazy well i mean they yeah like him just bringing back his dead friends over and over again to continue the fight (laughs) after egardis came and Took over their planet. It's interesting that both Kid Amazo and Cracklow are able to do this same kind of idea. That was where I had a bit of a bummer is that I felt like the themes were kind of similar. Similar, Too unfortunately, similar. Yeah. where it was like, here's Kid Amazo. I was going to bring that up. Here's Kid Amazo making clones of people who can even do their power sets. And then we get Cracklow. And what is he doing? Making clay versions of people who have their power sets. Yeah. It was kind of a redundant <laughs> yeah, story arc. And once it got to that point where it was like, oh, fake versions of people in the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if Peter J. Tomasi was like, I have this idea about this super planet with super capes and all this. The planet of capes or whatever yeah. it's called. Planet of the capes, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, but also Kid Amazo's involved. And I, I wonder if he was like bouncing the ideas off of Patrick Gleason, who helps co-write the Super Sons of Tomorrow, oh, okay. or even just Jorge Jimenez. And Jorge Jimenez was probably just like, let's try to do both. Like, if they don't work together, we can just do them back to back. And Peter J. Tomasi was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And so we literally get these boys going up against clones and super people that aren't going to matter in the next issue or yeah. even in the wider right. DC universe. So these these books can feel contained while having guest stars like Lex Luthor and the Teen Titans, yeah. you know? And, and so, and yeah. to go back to my point, I still, f- I do still feel like these ha- are aimed at like a younger audience, mm-hmm. obviously. And so there's obviously, uh, there's probably a fine line of like the storytelling that can make it and yeah. get into the age range appropriate for this kind of audience. So that's like, I have to believe it has something to do with that as well, where it's like, we need this to be kid friendly. And so there's yeah. going to be maybe a little bit of redundancy due to the fact that they're working within certain parameters of making it a safe story to be told for a wider ranged audience, you know? That's so fair. Just a little bit of an oops there, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the theme is just so identical. Yeah, close. Um, yeah, but Hardline and Big Shot, we find out that they are clay clones of past heroes. 
and they love their Cracklow from their universe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we when Cracklow, bad Cracklow goes to the other universe, he's like, oh, I'm shitty. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just one, it's like what Paul Damon was talking about earlier, it's just one uh, uh, speech from John that helps him change his mind. Apparently y'all have never watched Naruto. That <laughs> guy does it constantly to villains in that series. Yeah, you, but you, it's you, way you, more drawn out. You give them a good talking to, they'll change their ways. I won't lie. <laughs> Whenever I read John's supposed speech, yeah. it never <laughs> stuck with me that this was going to be a speech that would turn anyone's thought, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I wish it would have shown Cracklow like looking at John like, Oh, I'm starting to get it a little bit, you know. He's all it's good to be good. Cracklaw yeah. was like, he's right. <laughs> John was like, I just like being good boy and everybody should be good boy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Kid's got a point. <laughs> yeah. So Cracklaw trades on Egardus. He sends him to another dimension where he can't have control over the life dirt. Um, and then we see Cracklaw opening up a new school of superheroes. Um, and their crest is the bat symbol with the S symbol inside mm. of it. Which, honestly, like, his speech over that, his, like, written script yeah. over that, I was, was like, the better yeah, version. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cool. I like that. It just doesn't make sense why there would be superheroes. There's no, like, super crime. I mean, there's a super well, monster. They did have villains, like Time Commander, oh, Adam Master, and Chun-Yul yeah. were old forgotten villains that's right because okay. they did show that they were from an era of heroes before yagardis came and fucked everything up so it was it's a just, golden age yeah and so if anything it's just like how we would see batman or anyone fighting uh fucking brainiac yeah you know a decade after he's destroyed planet earth and taken over and is just trying to destroy the last of the human survivors and mm-hmm. here's fucking bruce wayne fighting brainiac robots for he's some like, reason i got life dirt buddy <laughs> We're going to make some super. We got the dirt. <laughs> we got that life dirt. Pick it up at Walmart. <laughs> I will see you there. The wrong button. There we go. There we go. Boing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much first 10 issues of Super Sons. The last issue, we see that they get their own base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their own headquarters. Yeah. And the stipulation is that now they both have to go to the same school. <laughs> private school, private school yeah. In Metropolis. Yeah. And it's almost like this perfect editorial where it's like, we are cementing that Damien will never go back to Gotham yeah. ever again. Mm-hmm. He is stuck in Metropolis. Yeah. He is not going to be in Batman stories. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. I'd even really think about that. <laughs> and then we get volume three. You know, which yeah. me and Ian read, which to give you right. the, the quick and long of is basically that we see it at the end of volume two. Where it's real, like, real quick, it's not actually volume three. Oh, it's not? No. It's, it's it, Super Sons? It's Super That's Sons not? of Tomorrow is actually, it has two issues from Super Sons, but it's like mostly Teen Titans. Oh. So it's yeah. like a continuation of Super Sons, but kind it's of. not a it's, continuation of it. It's a crossover event that has too many ideas and not enough real estate to try and pull it all off. Got you. And then I I see that it has uh it has Connor Kent in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which so, is Superman clone. Yes. So Kenny, go ahead and do your long and skinny of it. Oh, which is basically just that we see it at the end of volume two a little mm-hmm. bit that we see Tim Drake's like futuristic Batman where he's like, the world's over and we gotta fix it, you know? Yeah. And so really what it is is that I can't even remember exactly why he thinks John Kent is going to... There's a super flare, a super solar flare that That's John right. Kent can do, but because he's half human, his Kryptonian side isn't able to contain it, and he explodes Metropolis, killing millions of people. And so Tim Drake has this hard-on, it's grown-up Tim Drake from the future, that if he can go back in time and kill John Kent before he ever explodes... He'll save the world. He'll save millions of lives. It's not time travel works. Exactly. Uh, tell Tim Drake this because apparently he in, already tried in Detective Comics a year before he had tried to kill Batwoman for a very similar reason. He yeah. time traveled back in time to try and kill Batwoman for like the same thing. That's and, not how time travel works. And so that was kind of the silliest thing is that a lot of the time when he's talking to like Batman or someone, they're like, "You've already tried to do this <laughs> once, you know? Oh, like, why really? are you back, Tim? Yeah." <laughs> And he's like, now I'm survivor or savior. Yeah. Tim Drake's a savior. fucking psychopath, bro. Well, Which, Tim Drake is actually 
one of the best fucking Robinson. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Jason Todd. Jason Todd's Jason a Todd. fucking psychopath. And so I think it's weird. Yeah. That this is who they chose to do that. Yeah. They're like, with. what if we made Tim Drake suck? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that yeah. they're like, we've given, we've done nothing but shit well, on Jason Todd. Let's give Tim Drake the short end of the stick for once. Why would they do the same story though? I, <laughs> I don't know. And I think, well, it must have been a reason. Okay. So Patrick Gleason was mm-hmm. writing Teen Titans, I think, at the time. And right before Patrick Gleason was on Super Sons and Peter J. Tomasi, no, Peter J. Tomasi was on Super Sons and Patrick Gleason was on Teen Titans, mm-hmm. they were writing Superman together. Okay. And that's where they started to build up John Kent as a character. And then they got kicked off the title because Brian Michael Bendis made the jump from Marvel to DC, and he said, I want to write Superman. And everyone just bowed down to him, like, yeah. bow to the Bendis, bow yeah. to the Bendis. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, fuck, okay, fine, sure. And so they go off and do their own things. They do Super Sons and Teen Titans, and they're like, I miss writing with you, dude. Let's do a crossover with Teen Titans and Super Sons. What if we do that cool Tim Drake thing that you did? A couple years ago with Detective Let's just bring Comics. him back. Yeah. And he wants to kill a boy now. Yeah, he wants to kill a little boy this time. Who is this, Cable? He's unhinged. Yeah, it's Cable. And yeah. he's going to have the audacity to call himself Savior. Yeah. You know? like, Sounds like Cable. Honestly, yeah. I was not mad at how he looked once he got the actual switch to the Savior oh. look. Especially when Jorge Jimenez draws him for like three panels mm-hmm. in one of the issues. He looks fucking sick. And I really like that it's like, I feel like it's like a nice crossover of like a Robin look with the way the mask is, but then still has very much like a classic Batman kind of, you know. He looks like if Midnighter had a Robin that then grew up to be the new Midnighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. It it also says that um, Connor Kent. uh, No. uh, 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 Barry Allen's grandson. Yes. Bartholomew Allen, Mm -hmm. Connor Kent, and Cassie Sandsmark are Wonder Woman Flash and and Superman. Mm -hmm. And they're like we need to fix what Tim Drake is breaking. They're from his broke Tim Drake's broken future is what it is. They're gotcha. the Justice League that he's with, I guess, in mm-hmm. that or the Teen Titans, whichever. You know, they're the Titans. The, the Titans from that yeah. future. And so they're like, we need to go find our boy and fix the things that he's doing. You know, yeah. so it's them also jumping mm-hmm. back in time to kind of hunt. His and Bart Allen down. is as Impulse. No, he's Flash. He's Flash. He's, he's just Flash. He's yellow. Flash. He's yellow Flash. He's not Reverse Flash. Yeah, but he's just Flash, and he looks pretty cool. So he's he's Flash with almost like a kid's Flash. Yes, costume. Off costume. Yeah, that's cool. And they look awesome because a lot of their pages are drawn by Jorge Jimenez, and so they look great. Um, and then when they come, <laughs> Connor, they they come into the the past, and it's actually kind of, it's kind of cool how Tim subdues superman it's not really well explained how he subdues batman yeah. he just beats the mm-hmm. shit out of him he's all, i'm the better you from the future <laughs> yeah and i guess that works because batman's incapacitated for i guess i don't know how long this takes like 24 hours or something like that but superman he puts him in like this red kryptonite like tube like a little yeah. cell yeah. and it's fucking cool because it's like damn i can't believe tim drake tricked him into because it like springs up out of the ice surrounding the fortress of solitude or whatever. But regardless, 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 um, <coughs> it ends with them coming back to the past or whatever. Well, Tim Drake sacrifices himself. Yeah. Tim Drake decides somehow to absorb the solar flare from John Kent's body as he's exploding, but this time out, outside of the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. And he's then sent into a time portal for forever. So hold up. Time out. Time out. So what you're telling me is is that the villain of this story arc randomly decided that he wanted to be good right towards the end and made the ultimate sacrifice for everybody in the story. Yeah. I feel like we just read that. Cracklaw didn't make a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> but he did decide to flip the script right at the last bit. Yeah. You know what they could do? Because you said he goes into like a portal, like a time portal mm-hmm. for so like yeah. whatever. Um, they could potentially make it to that way he's not in he didn't go into a time portal but he went to the speed force oh and make tim drake a flash yeah or at least a speedster with some sort of kinetic energy power i'll call him time drake like the turtle (laughs) the turtle i'm pretty sure was stuck in the speed force for a while and he got he gets his powers from the speed force yeah but he has like reverse speed force powers right the turtle i think so he'd be like time drake and then there's there's gyro (laughs) 
Gyro is also. I think his name was Gyro. I don't know. I think him. it's it's pronounced Euro. <laughs> but he like on the spins around and shit, and he also gets his powers from the Speed Force. Interesting. Yeah, but Super Sons of Tomorrow. I mm-hmm. thought it was a different book, and I wanted to I wanted to read Super Sons to read Super Sons of Tomorrow, and then when I realized that this was not the book I thought it was, I was like, I texted. Paul Damien, because he had the books at the moment. I was like, you don't have to read the third book. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we already had. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, I was pretty happy about it, though, because I was like, I don't Yeah, I don't think I could read the rest of this. But that's Super Sons. Dude. Nice. It's just all a panel of everybody standing together. Yeah. yeah. All in all, a good book. All and, in all, honestly, a good book. I thought it had a lot to offer. I think it's a great younger audience driven book that i mean i like i said i would happily give to Mm -hmm. my 11 year old niece i think honestly even for that tween age it's built for that because a lot of the book is from john's point of view of being someone that's like not quite at that age age yet and i think it does have good commentary on being like it's okay to to not be old enough for things you know i don't know yeah. <laughs> i guess is what i'm trying to say it's okay to be young i guess is the point i'm trying to get at so i really enjoyed this book a lot i think it had a very young-hearted center to it um and just had a lot of enjoyable stuff even if some of the storytelling was a little redundant mm-hmm. at times that we can kind yeah. of pick at you know i honestly kenny i kind of disagree with you um although i did enjoy this book um i i think i think everybody should just grow the fuck up <laughs> and they shouldn't be young yeah. No yeah. more young people. Yeah. We're already here first. Be born an adult. Come yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> Grow up. What the fuck? Like you better you better start a 401k as soon as you're fucking born. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna wait for you anymore, pal. Yeah, fuck that shit. Not with this kind of market. <laughs> not in this economy. Can we just talk about the economy <laughs> and political <laughs> Can we talk about the, the economic world? and political state of the world right now? <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. He taught me about that last night. I'd never even heard of that. I don't know what that it. is. Exactly. You never, okay, let's play the video. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's Willow Smith. It's Jaden Smith. <laughs> Somebody. What am I looking up? Jaden Smith. Uh, economic. Oh, political economic right there. Yeah. It's four minutes long. Oh, there's just go to the twenty second. Yeah, one. the one that's twenty seconds right there. And I look, and I, I go around sometimes, and I hang out with other people that are my age, and they're just kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, like, oh my god, like, can we talk about like the political and economic state of the world right now? <laughs> I did not expect Jesus that right fuck. there. What the fuck? Well, it was kind of funny, and then it was ruined <laughs> by YouTube fucking creators. That was YouTube poop right there for you. Um, I what, mean, a, what a... What, yeah, I mean... He's not wrong. We need to be talking more about the political and economic state of the world right now. So. If he wants to be a boring-ass dude, then <laughs> fuck it, I guess. Because he, he's basically just getting mad at people his age for being his age. Yeah. Or having fun. fun? Yeah. yeah, or just like being happy in general. Oh, yeah. Boy. He's like, why are you all out here talking about Spider-Man? There's wars going on. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know what? Let's change our podcast from Spider-Man shit to, to war wars. shit. <laughs> to war Who shit. watches the wars? All right. So come back this Friday. We're going to talk about the war in Ukraine. If yeah. if I ever see Jaden Smith do anything like celebrity wise again, I'm going to be very upset because yeah. he's not talking about the political and economic state yeah. of the world right what now. What the fuck? Join the, pol- join the political world. Yeah. Fuck it. So I hope that's his next Stop album. being in shitty fucking movies, bro. <laughs> Name one movie he's been in besides After Earth. No, he was in Pursuit of Happiness. He was in... Uh, the Karate Kid reboot. Yeah, he hasn't been in movies since then. Yeah, he hasn't <laughs> been in any good movies. That's what I just said. I don't know. After Earth is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was M. Night Shyamalan. Come back this Friday. We're going to talk about old. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> hey. Good, hey, good fucking segue, bro. Yeah. yeah. Talking um, about some old shit. Yeah. So come back this Friday. We'll be talking about that. Uh, talking follow about us, ourselves. Follow us on Instagram. Because we're old. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. To it's in the show. It's on. It's it beneath the. Sh- it's in the show notes. Like, share, subscribe. Check it out, please. Um, and rate it and review us on i to Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get those podcasts, yeah. do it. Do it on Apple because it helps. Great job. It does help. Great a job. Lot. Great job.
Um, and just keep on fucking that chicken. Dude. I think that's my new. Dude, that chicken. That, that chicken that is was, numb. That was really aggressive. Yeah. But please keep fucking that chicken. Please do. So, <laughs> um, I know it's probably gotten old at this point, but we're, we'll uh, we'll see y'all then. And we'll see you on another time. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs> we even say what we're doing next week. Yeah, we do. Well, your next week is going to be a bonus episode. We'll say what we're going to do next week in that episode. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So see you that. See you then, or see you on the ne- next one on wait, our wait boner episode. My, my ending. <laughs> <laughs> you can just cut around it. All right, I'll cut around it. We'll see. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye guys. Ah.